He's like, Danny, be real with the people, but don't lie to them. Freely admit that I am prejudiced against timeshares. So my definition of timeshare is prepaid vacations. And uh, last year, the average uh, timeshare sold for about $20,000. If you're a salesperson, this is something you want to tap into. Biggest thing with objections? For timeshare, all you hear is a bunch of negative things. And they were persuasive and they kept pushing us and pushing us and, and we'd say no and they'd say something else. Welcome back to Sold in 60s. It's your host, Richie Rich, and my boy, Down Payment Dylan. In the building. Yo, I got a special guest. It's always a special guest, but it only gets better and better and better. I want to give you a shout out and I give a warm welcome to my man, Big B, Big Brandon, Brandon appreciate Velez. What's up? Welcome to the What's show, up, King? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. We appreciate you pulling up. We know you wear many hats, so <laughs> to get you up in here is a blessing, you know what I'm saying? But um, we have viewers that watch this show and they want to know if they should get into the game, so... We always try to bring in, you know, the best of the best and to, you know, have people share their successes or their experiences with them. And um, tell us, like, how the hell did you even get into this timeshare industry? Man, um, first off, I got to say thank you for having me. Um, man, I, I, I think I've been talking about doing this, man. And finally, you dragged me over right, here. And I said, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So we, we're making it happen. Sure. Uh, but yeah, man, I got into this industry. Woo. I think I was like 20, mm. 20, man. I got in, um, I got hurt playing football and uh, I still say it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, very blessed by that injury mm. <laughs> because it led me to some money and uh, some money is a, a very light term because it's blessed me in so many ways. I got in there 20 years old, I uh, got my license. Uh, I learned the hard way because I didn't listen to, to many people. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a, a very good family friend that's been in the industry for almost 20, 20 plus years that uh, funded the ability for me to be able to go to a real estate school and uh, get my license. Um, but uh, I didn't really listen to him in the beginning, which I should have. Mm -hmm. I came in and uh, I killed it within the first six months and everyone reminded me how much money I wasn't making, mm -hmm. which uh, is, is always a hard, hard fact to, to swallow, you know. Um, I got my license and uh, the rest was history from there. Nine years now uh, in the industry and uh, I keep telling myself, man, uh, you know, is this my last year? And uh, <laughs> it's nowhere near it. it keeps because, going. Oh, back. yeah, it keeps going. It keeps going because uh, the money is there. It's real. It's fast. Uh, it's not just little fast money. It's, it's big fast money. Mm. Large lump sums, you know. Man. I can't even uh, I can't even put into words the things that I've done that especially when young on and and 21, 23, 25, I, I would have never even thought that I'd be able to do uh, the trips, um, the the investments that I've made, the uh, man, just the experiences alone uh, and, and the blessings that I've been able to pass on as well to to others, to my family timeshare. Timeshare is what did it for me. Timeshare is has been everything for me. I know there's a million other ways to make that bag, but the reality of it is that timeshare is right there. It's easily accessible. And, um, you know, if you're not a natural-born hustler, uh, if you don't have it already in you, the beautiful part is that there's plenty of people and plenty of institutions right now that can teach you that, you know, and, and kind of put those, those techniques and those uh, tools in your pocket to be able to be successful and make the money that uh, thankfully, uh, you know, <laughs> both of you have made, myself mm -hmm. and uh, so many others. 
Yeah, so just to touch that, so when you got in the game, I know you said you did you know, very, very well your first six months, but was there a learning curve that you had to go through or were you kind of that natural born where as soon as you got in, it just clicked from the beginning and things were up from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I know that it would sound cooler to say like, no, yeah, there was a learning curve. I had to, no, um, I mean, but humbly, I will say that uh, it, it just clicked very quickly for me. Um, I've always been, you know, from hustling the, the candy bars in school to, you know, even in, in, in college, you know, I used to hustle for the barber. <laughs> I wasn't even the guy that could cut the hair, but, uh, you know, I always figured out a way to make him some money so I could make my money in the, in the, in the back end, you know, uh, the honey buns weren't cutting it. So, uh, <laughs> when I got into timeshare, it, it clicked very quickly within the first, uh, well, I mean, my first, uh, deal literally first day i didn't even know what i was selling and you know it was a fifty-seven thousand dollar deal Damn. full down you know and uh if i would have had my license mm. <laughs> so you started without the license I started first. without the license uh i i just you know I, I was hungry um i couldn't keep working a nine to five nine to five has never been me uh, it was a struggle to to even do that at, at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, so the minute I got the opportunity to get into the training class, I said, forget it. I'm going to do that and then get my license later. And um, it hurt, but uh, it was the best decision I ever made because uh, timing is never perfect. Uh, if you have that door in front of you, open it. You know, mm -hmm. you, you could continue to tell yourself that you're going to open it later. It might disappear. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people start without a license, yeah. especially um, what they call frontline. I think I don't think they really push people to, to get it. I think the cool thing about not having a license, as a company perspective, is that per, if that person sells a fifty-seven thousand dollar deal, they don't have to really pay a commission. They probably pay them whatever the daily rate was, like a hundred bucks or whatever. Opposed to someone with the license makes like what 13 percent of that. Ten so, to thirteen percent is amazing. Uh, I mean. Yeah, you're right. For a company, it's the smartest thing ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on in. We're going to pay you a nice little uh, daily salary, 100%, right. because you're right. Uh, they're taking the gamble that uh, they're going to spend the money on uh, training you, and they're going to put you on the floor. And, hey, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's got to be a nice percentage for them to spend that money uh, to train you properly, to get you in the industry and, and start selling because – there's a lot of these guys that, that are in frontline that don't have a license, but they're making this company a million, a million five, you know, and they're walking away with a hundred dollars, hundred dollars and some nachos. Like mm. it's just, it's a genius, genius tactic for the company. Right. But if you're smart, you get that license, uh, you know, and a lot of people are pushed away by getting the license because either they don't know how if they're going to pass it or it's an investment. you got to spend money for the school and, and all the other parts, but you you get that back in one check, and I saw it myself. You yeah, I got more than than what I invested into trying to pass that exam because I wasn't the the book smart cookie uh, in mm. school. You know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I was the jock in school that copied off the the, the smart and pretty girls. For sure, you know. So it, it was a challenge for me to get that that uh, license. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a what it. I mean, a class could be five hundred dollars. And does uh, fingerprints is maybe sixty, and the application is let's say ninety, but it's the state exam. But I mean, under a thousand dollars, opposed to what a person pays for college or some type of vocational, um, the income potential once you get in the game is like un unreal. Like I heard some guy the other day is making seven hundred thousand. Yeah, seven hundred thousand at, at another resort. I mean, that's like unheard of on just sharing. You know the 
vacation ownership experience. You know what I mean? I mean, like, do you think the product work? The product works. Man, you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, if it didn't work, we wouldn't be doing this for this long. Mm. That's mm. one. Okay. Uh, does it work exactly how we might want it to work? No. Um, there are products. And it's, it, I kind of try and explain to my friends, you know, because I, I get friends that call me all the time. Like, hey, you know, can you sell me a timeshare? And I tell them, like, look, man, unless you're going to buy that expensive product mm -hmm. from me, then I'm not going to sell it to you because I don't want to have to block you later. <laughs> 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 you know, and the reality of it is that, yes, there are products in timeshare that work. Um, I, I know so many owners, not just from the company that I work for, but from other companies that that they swear by it mm -hmm. because it's a product that, that has saved them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and they've been able to take trips they would they would have never even been able to do because you know the funds weren't really there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and timeshare was able to provide that for them and their families so it, i would say that it works but it's all about you know you can't fit a family of six in a corvette you know mm -hmm. you got to find something that works for you uh and if you can't buy the product that doesn't work for you realistically I, I walk away i would walk away G go back and get the product that works for you at the moment that you can afford it or make yourself afford it because you have to see the benefits that timeshare does I, it, it it's endless yeah let's go back for a minute um you came up under you had a mentor you said that kind of put you into the game and yeah. i think i know who you're talking about uh is it elias elias gomez let me yeah, tell you man. something uh shout out to elias gomez i remember yeah. elias yeah, yeah i know a lot of great people that came under his teaching yes. you know what i'm saying i had i didn't have the um i didn't have the opportunity to work with him i did give him a deal one time because my, <laughs> my manager wasn't there and i gave him a deal shout out to elias he he's doing very well and has always yes. done very well but i'm i'm very happy that there's people that pay it forward and share their knowledge with people. Cause I think sometimes in this industry you have people who don't believe in um, helping other people succeed or get better. And one manager told me something that I'll never forget. He said, anyone could be a TO, but only some people could be a manager. And I think a manager is one who wants to groom and grow his, his team or people that's under him. And the fact that a 20 year old kid, he says, let me show you the ropes and bring you in. And I'm going to invest in you to change your life. That's dope, man. So if you see him, you tell him I give him a shout out. Hopefully he's watching this and we can get him to come through. I know he owns property and restaurants in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. And he comes to Orlando every now and then. So if you can, man, invite him to the studio because we want to give him his flower. And that's timeshare money. That's timeshare money. I mean, you said it yourself right there. Um, and, you know, to touch on that, what you said, T.O. and manager, there's a lot of people mistake that. They, they think that it's the same thing. It's not. Um, when I first started in the industry, I remember getting frustrated with him. I remember arguing. We used to argue right on the floor. <laughs> People used to see us like, what in the world? And, and this guy's he's not big. Uh, you know, standing next to me, it looks like this guy's going to get thrown off the balcony. <laughs> and um, I used to get frustrated because he, he would make me go back to the tables and close them by myself. Mm. And in my mind, my young mind, you're the manager. You're the T.O. Why aren't you coming to do this? Right. Why are you sending me? I did my job. You go do your job to make your money now. Mm. And I didn't see it until a couple of years later where I am now, where most of the time, look, uh, there are many, many, many representatives that are 
so much better than I am. Um, but I consider these managers blessed to be able to work with me because I don't, most of the time, don't have to have them come to my table. Mm -hmm. um, I know how to do front to back. I know how to sell the family, whether it's back door or, or straight on. And I know at the end, I don't really need that manager to come to my table because mm -hmm. I'm going to close it. I'm not getting out of that table without a credit card and driver's license. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of, uh, of representatives that get in this industry and they expect and they think that this is like all the other sales industries where you can go in, do your job, and then pass it on to the manager and expect for you to get paid later on. You're leaving it in somebody else's hand. Mm -hmm. and, and if there's one thing that I've always learned is no one cares about your money more than you. Mm. Simple as that. They're going to try and grind and get that that deal, but they don't care as much as you do. Mm -hmm. And thanks to Elias, he showed me not to depend on anybody else. Depend on yourself. Mm -hmm. It's your check. <laughs> on Friday when that deposit hits, the big deposit, it's either big or you're crying. One of the two. The manager isn't going to cry. Mm -hmm. He's got other deals coming in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, like you said, shout out to him because unfortunately there are not a lot of managers out there. There's a lot of TOs. And if there's managers out there, kudos to you, hat off to you because you're, you're cultivating literally the sales force that's going to continue to grow and continue to pass those teachings on because, mm -hmm. yeah, well, he started back in the day when, when there wasn't none of these benefits from any company out there. Right. And uh, if he was able to do it then and he's able to do it now, and look at all the, the beautiful properties and restaurants and all the things that he's got came from timeshare. Mm. Came from timeshare, for sure. Yeah. Well, why, well, let me ask you this: Why do you think uh, timeshare gets this bad rap? Gets this bad reputation? You know, if you tell someone, "Yeah, I sell timeshare," they're like, "Oh, timeshare, all oh, that." You know, that thing. Why? Why do you think that stigma is like that? Because they're not making the money we are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Easily reality. Put, it's okay. usually somebody who tried it and failed <laughs> yeah. and was like. Yeah. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. I, that's, I, I, you know, a lot of people say all the things that they can say. They're not making the money that we're making. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. They tried it. They failed. They, in their heads, I want to tell themselves that they're amazing, that they're great. You, hey, you might be great at selling a car. Sell a tie. Mm -hmm. Sell something. But timeshare isn't for everyone. But if listen, if there's one thing that I, I, I told myself this. It's always easier to be safe, right? Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen if you get into the timeshare industry and you fail? Go back to doing what you were doing before. Mm -hmm. But what happens if you don't fail? Mm -hmm. You're making all this money and all of a sudden now you're not saying, oh, oh timeshare is bad. Timeshare is this. Timeshare is that. The timeshare people are rats. No. You're making that money just like we are. And the reality of it is that it's not easy. It's not. It's not. If they tell you it's easy, it's, they're lying to you. Well, not to mention also, a lot of people will go to a timeshare resort. Let's say it doesn't work out for whatever reason, and they're out the industry. But they don't know that there's hundreds of timeshare resorts just here That's... in Orlando alone. I mean, we all know a story of someone that went to a resort and did terrible. They did shitty. They got fired. But then they went to another resort, and they were a rock star. A rock star. Listen, you know shout out to my boy Cisco. You got to get him on here as well. For sure. Uh, for sure my boy Cisco, Cisco is, is one of the top timeshare uh representatives in the industry mm -hmm. sure his Say name definitely rings bells in the industry not in florida not in orlando in the industry okay and this guy's you know i'm not gonna uh, disclose his paychecks or his bank account but i'm just gonna put it this way he's been able to do things that only only I, i'm 
dreaming of and trying to get to. Um, and he didn't do so great at the first resort that he went to. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he bounced and he went to another company and that other company was his gold mine. Mm-hmm. You know? So if it doesn't work for you at one resort, take the tools that you learn at that spot and go to another company and try and crush it. And if it doesn't work, re- rinse and repeat. Because right. like you said, there's a, <laughs> there's hundreds of and thousands of other companies out there and, and everybody has a different product and you might meet that one person or get that one tool that you didn't have at the other pl- spot and, and boom, magic happens. Mm-hmm. So speaking about companies that have different products, um, this is a big debate on this channel, you know, so let's, let's go ahead and bring it up. Let's talk about it. Are you team points or are you team weeks? Which one is better? Oh, man. Listen, I, I've, I've had the uh, opportunity to uh, to sell both. Um, that's tough, man. That's tough. I'm sure there's some people that are points or. Yeah, yeah. But man, um, I, in my point in my life where I'm at right now, if I were to buy a product, um, I would have to say points. Mm-hmm. I would have to say points just for the simple fact of of the flexibility of of being able to use those points for different things, mm-hmm. um, and that's just that's just me. But if you ask an old head, uh, they might go uh, deeded week because traditional week, yeah. traditional week one because it's it's not so complicated, it's, it's safe, it's yeah. safe and simple. Yeah. You know what you're getting. You're getting vanilla ice cream. You're mm-hmm. not getting a sundae. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> points is like a, <laughs> a blizzard. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You don't really know what you're getting because it's so much bundled into one. Um, but I mean, I points after experiencing both points is where it's at points is where it's at. And that's not even the product I sell. Right. Right. You got to throw it out there. That's not the product I sell, but points is where it's at. If you get a great points program, that's when you can come to me and you can buy some timeshare because I would feel comfortable selling a product like that. Got you. Bing. So so one of the, (laughs) one of the things you mentioned, um, earlier, you said, um, I, I guess it sounded like you, uh, a friend of yours coming to you to purchase a timeshare and you say, hey, if you're not going to purchase this specific package, then, then don't do it. So are you saying people are not purchasing enough timeshare when they do make their initial purchase? One thousand uh, percent. That is the the wow. Um, enough people don't say that exact thing mm. because it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. Um, people tend to want to lie to themselves when they give us that credit card thinking that they're buying the best. Mm-hmm. And yes, it comes in hand and play because we're transferring that emotion and we're we're pitching that and we're giving information that, that makes this sound amazing. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, th- there's always the best and there's always, eh, all right. Got you. We're going to take that credit card for whatever you can afford. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is that, yes, there is always a product that does better than the other. And... If it's my close friend, my family, or, or somebody that, that I personally, you know, affiliate myself with, if you're buying something and I know how you already operate, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what you need. And if it's not in your budget, then don't buy it. You know, speaking of that, some reps, I mean, that's just you just keeping it real and yeah. being a real person and putting your sales hat to the side and just, you know, uh, opening it up to the people. Some sales reps will never say Hey, I know you're about to spend this thirty thousand right now, but what you really need is this fifty thousand. Uh, you know, this fifty thousand dollar packet. Reps would be scared as hell to say some shit like that at the. You know what I'm right. saying? We don't want to blow the deal. <laughs> oh man, hey, look, I got to keep it real. Uh, and and then obviously it's a different factor too because 
you're going to run into that person again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Imagine I sold you something that didn't work and I have to see you every weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm at the club oh, and yeah. this guy's across yeah, from me. Yeah. He's like, yo, he bought that bottle because I bought that tie shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't work. No, you know, I, I want to make sure that they have something that, that actually works for them. And that's the that's the big uh, big word right there is is it's got to work for them. Mm-hmm. This isn't a cookie cutter product. Whether you buy points or you buy Dita Weeks, you got to buy something that works for you. And what works for you might not work for you and might not work for you, you know. And if it does work for the, for all three of us, then, then great. That means that we're, we're traveling very similar. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, no, I'm not going to I'm not just going to unethically sell something to, to a friend or family member uh, or somebody I personally know. And not saying that I do that on the daily. But remember, uh, in the sales industry, families are coming into us. And, and they're not necessarily asking to buy anything, but when we get them convinced, uh, we got to give them what they want, you know? And if they're convinced on wanting that product and they're convinced that they can afford that product now, I'm going to give it to you, you know? Don't mind me, but I'm going to tell you later when I see you next year mm-hmm. that what you got isn't good enough and mm-hmm. I got something else. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Question. You think salespeople are pushy? I don't think you're a salesperson if you're not pushy. Mm. You know, uh, again, this is not Chick-fil-A as much of a pleasure as it is for me. um, I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you to the limit. Uh, This is not a a buyer initiated sale. Mm -hmm. This is a seller initiated sale. And this is why I said and I'll repeat it again. uh, The people in the timeshare industry are the best in the industry. They can sell anything salt to a slug because we're selling a product that they literally tell us in the lobby. I'm not here to buy mm-hmm. you drive onto a car lot you don't drive onto a car lot to see if you want a car yeah see now let me see no you you went on that car lot because you want to buy a car or you need to buy a car mm-hmm. it's not like that in timeshare and that's why a lot of people don't make it but if you don't try you don't know mm-hmm. but i mean we, we got to be pushy we got to be pushy, obviously, to our own extremes. And, and that's some of the tactics that we learn is is how to be pushy without it being noticeable. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my deals are backdoor deals that they don't even know that I'm selling. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and I'm being pushy. Yeah. They just don't know it. They don't know it. I think people say they're pushy, that salespeople are pushy, but it's not that. I think they give the information that's necessary for the salesperson to say, you're telling me the reasons why you need to do this. And then when you're, you feel strong about it, it may come off as being pushy because you're just like adamant about saying you need this. You know what I'm saying? So that's my opinion. What you think, D? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I tell them all the time, don't don't take my uh, passion for pressure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like that. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. But let's, let's touch this one, man, because a lot of, um, a lot of people come on here and they talk about the timeshare money and it's great and this and that and that. So we get that part. But what a lot of people fail to mention is those dark times, is those slow season months, you know, is the months when the, the, the resort calls you and say, hey, take the month off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about coming in for the next month. Talk to us about how, um, you know, you, you're on top of the world, you're on top of the mountain, you're getting deals every other day, half checks coming, everything's great. But then talk to me about those slow times where 
you can't give it away and you can't sell and they're, they're calling you into the office and hey you're on a two for ten and all that stuff man what do you do whenever you find yourself at a low point what do you do to for motivation to pick yourself back up to make sure that you get back into the top of rotation and going out and making your money and things listen like y'all didn't warn me that i was going to cry on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the reality of it is is that that yes there is the the, the dark times and timeshare where woo, it's a ghost town mm. i used to hear elias always uh say the the tumbleweeds here it's a wild wild west set you know um it, it has happened to me numerous times uh, it has allowed me to learn <laughs> learn how to manage my money mm-hmm. because uh you're right we're, we're we're on the top of the mountain we're on top of the world we're making all this bread and all of a sudden in a snap mm. the lobby's empty mm-hmm. we're fighting for tours and um it happens um i've i've been on that road uh, where they've they've called me and they're like, hey, are uh, you on the way to work? <laughs> you can go ahead and turn around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, you're shocked. You don't know what to expect because a lot of families uh, are dependent on your bread. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And um, a lot of a lot of people that get into the timeshare industry are are used to that nine to five steady money. They're used to a, a, a paycheck. It may not be big, but it's steady and it's there. Um, it's not like that in timeshare, you know, in timeshare, we can make 10, 15 racks in, in a week and five racks in yeah. three months. Right. Yeah. And it happens. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Um, I think that the, the way I've survived with this is learning how to manage my money um, and, and grinding it out because I, I'm not going to lie to you, Rich, uh, Rich, when, when, when well, Rich used to get on me, man. Rich used to, I used to be a one and done, baby. <laughs> one and yeah, done, you know, and, and I still have my days. I still have my weeks where I'm one and done. Um, but, uh, man, I used to like to disappear. And then I used to cry a little bit when uh, that time would come where it's the tumbleweeds and, and, and there's no tours. And I'm like, well, how am I going to continue my lifestyle? Right. I, I, thankfully, I've never been in a situation where I'm like, how am I going to pay my bill? Right. But it's, uh, it's a lifestyle. You, you, you tend to live a certain lifestyle when you you get in this industry. You know we've been very blessed in this industry to be able to live a certain lifestyle, and and then all of a sudden you're like, nah, you're not gonna change that lifestyle for me these months because you can't get nobody in this resort. You gonna mm-hmm. get somebody, mm-hmm. and um, I've been smart enough with my money, and I've learned how to find other market sources and uh, find other ways to bring that income in when it's slow. Um, and thankfully I've learned to move my money from timeshare into other industries. That, uh, that are also a passion for me, so that in those slow months, I have other incomes coming in at the same time, you know? That's the shit that gets me excited, you know what I'm saying? When someone takes money that they earned and starts another business or have other investments, and that, that balance is very, very important to me. I love hearing those stories, you know what I'm saying? The extra strategy stories, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, because yeah. some people stay in the game, and then they depending on that and commissions and the pipeline and, you know, anything can happen. And it, depending on where you guys are from or where you live right now, but we're talking about Florida, and Florida has different seasons. You know what I'm saying? So you may have a – we have a hot summer, but then you have that uh, where it slows down September, October. Maybe picks up for two weeks in November, slows down again. You have two weeks in December that goes into New Year's, and then you have January and February, which is slow again, and you have a mature crowd that's coming that's a different vibe. So you, we, we all have to learn how to adapt. But every state has a different – uh, season just like if you guys follow if you know about interval international they have a, a travel demand index the index shows you when there's higher you know traveling going on to a certain area so that that reflects on how many 
opportunities you get and how many people you get to sell and how much money you can continuously make. So balancing it out is very, very important. So shout out for you for, you know, diversifying Appreciate your it. portfolio. And uh, speaking of, you know, aren't you Colombian? I'm not Colombian. You know, I spent a lot of time in Colombia. Uh, I wore the wrong shirt. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, look, I love it. I love it. That's my, <laughs> hey, that's my second home right now, man. Uh, my, my, my pops lives out there, uh, but I am uh, Puerto Rican by blood. Uh, I was born in Puerto Rico, raised out here in Florida, but uh, my, my father's lived out there, so I travel a lot. I do a lot of my business out there in the music industry. Um, but uh, no, no, I, I love Colombia to death. Uh, they're, they're my second home. But uh, but yeah, no, Puerto Rico is what I claim. Uh, I, I I wear that 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 uh, flag very proudly. Shout out to all the Boricuas, man. Yes, yes. Yo. If you